So we're getting into two of the hugest, probably, songs of their respective decades, at least. Um, if not in their whole genres altogether. Um, Pac and Dre's California Love and um, Hotel California by the Eagles, which are both massive, 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 massive records. And you told me... I don't know, about a month ago you wanted to do this. And mm-hmm. I sat down and tried to write notes on the Eagles, and I, I just couldn't get there, man. I just couldn't get there. And we, so we kicked it around for a while, and we, um, I came back to it. after. Actually, it was after the, um, the episode that you and Mike did about um, the second disc of, of Pac's um, record. All eyes on me, yeah, and so so I, I listened to that, and I was like, and I, and I came back around to this, and I don't know what was stuck, but whatever it was was unstuck after that. So, um, yeah, I, I got, I'm, like I'm ready to go. It'd be like that, um, you know, I, I, like I just texted you, it's like I low key have been wanting to do this, um, right? I'm gonna give you a, a moment of just my insight on this and all things. <clears throat> all right. Oftentimes, I would probably say I feel like, and, and, and you know, and if you feel like I'm wrong, tell me, I feel like 75 to 80 percent of the time that we've done these pairings, mm-hmm. that the hip hop song has had more intricacies and yeah. nuance. Yeah, to I would say at least that much, uh, if not more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, just kind of putting it on a roundabout yeah. curve, let's say 75. Yeah. Parent and, and, and usually and, and also too, I think part of that occurs because I think the record has been selected on the hip hop side, or the, I guess the kind of list of stuff that you throw at me and and, and then the list mm-hmm. of what I'm. These songs are higher in the canon. Yeah, for sure. On the side, this is one of the rare moments where I think actually the depth and the iconic nature of the song falls on the popular culture song side uh popular culture side of the song i agree i think it does that hotel california is quite frankly one of the greatest songs ever created yeah it's it's, it's an incredible incredible song for lots and lots and lots of reasons i mean um just on the lyrical level which is what you were referencing right then i mean like the lyrics are i mean people have chewed up those lyrics and tried to figure out what the fuck he's talking about for However, well, it was released in 1970. I should have written this down. 78, I think. 76. 76. 76. 70. Yeah. Um. So, like, so for the what band, was that? 25, right? four, almost 50 years. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just. No. So I think this is one of the few songs that it's like. Well, doesn't everybody kind of know a piece to this song? And if you don't know a piece to this song. It's definitely one of the most iconic guitar riffs ever, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's yeah. like even if you don't, know the words, you know the riff, right? Right. The, both the, I mean, there's lots of guitar stuff going on in here. They had two, three guitarists at this time, and so there you have the. Um, the I played actually a YouTube short of just playing like the the guitar, like the verse part, um, and that is one of those yeah super super iconic guitar riffs. Um, I may dub it over sometime somewhere in here just to play just because it's, 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 if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll, you'll hear it and you'll, not you, but like the listener will hear it and be like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. And then like the, the guitar solo outro, which is like two or three minutes long, um, is not a whole other song by itself, but it's, um, you don't see very many songs coming from this world kind of the country folk rock kind of world um with guitar solos that are like that from the, the country side anyway from the blues side you do but um not from where they're coming from so how would you <clears throat> define the eagles as a band um let me pull out my notes too i want make sure i'm not forgetting things so i wrote some stuff about this um genre wise um I would say they're more rock and roll than country, but like, um, so if you need like a framing device for them, if you have like the Beatles on one pole, Mm -hmm. um, or like one end of the pole with the harmonies and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Hank Williams on the far other end, I would say I would put them like about halfway in between those two. 
as, as if you so need like a framing device. But they're yeah. country rock. Yeah, they're country. Yeah, right. I mean, and and there's some songs like "Take It Easy," for example, that are like pretty straight ahead country sounding songs. Standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. It's some girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford's looking down to take a look at me. It's, it's one of those songs that is in the ether that everybody knows just like the opening hook of california love the california love. like that part right. like everybody it, regardless of if you paid you know attention to it like you've heard that before right yeah and you know what record it is when, it, when you yeah. hear that right mm-hmm. hear those three notes right that's just one of the same same kind of deals yeah okay so that, that's how i characterize them really like halfway between mm-hmm the Beatles and like Cash, Will, Willie, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I I like that. I mean that. I didn't really have a quite way to describe musically how to describe them, but I think that would probably be the most accurate way because, like, when you said Willie Nelson, I, I immediately thought of the songwriting quality mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, right. And and this and Hotel California specifically is probably. It's adding in something else too. It's not just those two things because both of those artists that I named the the straight country music and the Beatles songs are, are known for like short, poppy, direct kind of songs, and this is not that. So it's yeah, adding it's like, a this this particular song is adding a third thing in a little jam bandy stuff too. Can I, can I tell you what I think it might be? And, mm. and you know, the only reason that I knew that it came out in '76 is because. I had to research that because it sounded so futuristic. Hmm. So I think part of like like the um, infectious and the appeal to it, even at the time, what other song, like what sounds like that? Because if you actually like think There's about it, it sounds about 10 years ahead, mm-hmm. like musically, yeah. than what you're hearing from other bands close to their ilk or artist of their ilk at the time is that a fair assessment yeah th- this this um is um like 20 times 26 i looked it up it's 26 times platinum in the united states and 32 million records sold worldwide like it's it's a huge 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 record it lost the grammy that year actually to um to a record that it probably there's not a long list of things it probably should have lost to but they lost to fleetwood max rumors that was that year oh oh well which which is like like that that one I accept like that's that's a perfectly fine that's one okay. of the best records that's ever been made ever. So you want to know what? Remember what we were just talking about off camera? Mm-hmm. Conversation about Fleetwood Max rumors and Stevie mm-hmm. Nicks and all that. So yeah. like that's how deep rumors run. So you know, so no, that that record is everywhere, everywhere. Um, but this one is too. This Hotel California right. is too. Like right. it's. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can you can win the record sales uh, title and lose the Grammy, though. You know. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a, like, I mean, I know you and Mike have talked a lot about how that's not usually or not always a good like way to judge something, but it, it's just giving people another frame of reference for like how massive this this is. Can I submit something to you? Doing this show with you has has, has altered my view on that slightly, mm. but not totally. Because here's why: when you bring up something like this and you talk about the records that have been sold, mm-hmm. you know, we knock artists in the hip hop spectrum who make easy, simple, sing songy things. Right. Like that gets mocked in this culture, and it's right. almost man. I mean, and this is this is the man in me that's older. It's like, man, you know how much money that you're missing. <laughs> yeah. But like, like, listen, you can do both. Spend, you can do both. Spend, right. You're spending more time writing these intricate songs than they are doing this. And they're set, you know, and so mm-hmm. it's like one of those things when I get older, it's like, well, hold on. There has to be more of a middle ground between that musical integ- uh, integrity, high art. Mm-hmm. And yep. the ability to just make infectious fun shit. Yeah. It's okay to do both. Like you yeah, said. like and there's room for both. Like there's there is and there's nothing there's wrong room with on it. The stage. Yeah, there's room on the stage to do both. 
And yeah. you know, often what happens in hip hop culture is we pigeonhole our artists a lot like this happens to Nas a lot, mm -hmm. where it's like, well, he don't sound the way he sounded on Illmatic and it was written. It's like, well, nobody ever sounded like that. And why yeah, is he's that? also not 17 anymore, for fuck's sake. Right. Like, like he's right. not. 17, 19, or 21, like he's a grown man. And yeah. but these things happen in hip hop where we don't <clears throat> it's very never never landish, where it's mm -hmm. like we don't want our heroes to grow up. We kind of want mm -hmm. them to stay like teenagers. Uh, embridled with uh, passion and poverty yep. and poetry forever and it's like um, no fuck that um, go live the American dream make yourself wealthy provide for your family for generations by any right. means and so that sometimes like the simplistic and infectious nature of this thing this is what makes this all so brilliant to me is it's like oh no this is complicated this is musically ahead of its time and it's infectious oh no 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 that's hard yeah, it's that's it's hard to do. Like the verses are very complex poetry, and they're allegorical, probably, and they've got all kinds of crap going on, which we can dig into later. But it's, um, but, but welcome to the Hotel California. Anything like, I mean, such like, a such a lovely face. Like that's not complicated at all right yeah. and, and that's something that everybody instantly recognizes and it's a melody that everybody can sing it's like it's and, and that's one of those things that i mean obviously the initial comparison in my brain touched because of california right but right. um they are they both have multiple hooks in them that are instantly singable for both of them um, like the the California love, the part that where he drops in at the very beginning, and then the California knows how to party. Like I mean, that part obviously, and he also has, you know, like even I can quote the verses of California Love. Like it's and and I can do them sort of ish in a way that I can't do some more intricate stuff too. Well, <clears throat> this is what I mean about how it's kind of made me change my view of things. Well. Everything that you're talking about, about how there's room for both, like to be poetic, but of course mm -hmm. to be simple, to be infectious, mm -hmm. Tupac. Yep, that's it. Right. And so, you know, he actually <clears throat> maybe isn't being lauded enough for him mastering that formula. Yeah. The it's, hip -hop hard, it's hard to do. Yes, but especially like in the hip hop spectrum, mm -hmm. and his biggest knock on him has always been, well, Pac's not super lyrical, but it's like right. Pac's songs are better than your songs. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. And they still have a message, and they still hit like hit you in the chest. Like it's not. Like I truly say this, it's like well, people want to know. People want to know why Tupac and Biggie live on so much. Well, they made better songs than almost everybody else. Like their twenty best songs could still beat almost anybody today. They've mm -hmm. been gone literally longer than they were here now. Mm -hmm. Or just as long as they were here, they've been gone now as far as being on this earth. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the fact that their catalog is still that strong, that it's like, I mean, <clears throat> like, how about this? Like, mm, me and Mike tomorrow morning are going to do um, the Patreon show, and we're going to do Get Rich or Die Trying, Versus mm -hmm. it's dark and hell is hot. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so listen to what I'm about to tell you. Mm. DMX and 50 Cent, God bless DMX's soul, and you know, and God bless 50 just in general. Mm -hmm. Don't neither one of them dudes beat you no know, Tupac or Biggie in no song battle. No, like no, 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 no. songs. Think about what I'm saying. Think about how much more material those guys recorded. They still not winning no 20 songs. Mm -hmm. No. No, and even with no. even having albums like Get Rich or Die Trying and It's Dark and Hell is Hot in their catalog, which has about probably half the songs that they would use respectively right. on each. Yeah. Right. Still not enough. No, it's not no. enough. Mm -mm. And, and but, Big had two records, right? Like it's like it's three, I mean, I know other if you want right. to parse it, it's three. I mean, when I look at Big, it's like here's how you really need to look at it. It's like, well, he really only made about 36, 37 album right. songs. Think about this. So it's like the fact that you could take his twenty best songs and probably and take eat twenty of like that's more than half, right? You would right, but you would beat everybody except for Tupac and like Nas and Jay, and even then, and, and they've done way longer than yeah, right. They've a lot more Nas. to pick from. 
even in that promise, right? Yeah. Me and me and Mike did a like mock battle between mm-hmm. like uh, Tupac and Biggie like a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Following was even like much smaller, and not to say that like right. super, but when it was much smaller, and I think it was literally like ten to nine Tupac or ten to nine Biggie or something like yeah. that. Like, it would be very close for sure. Well, well, and it, well, it would depend like, on how like the songs lined up and so well, forth. We were like, I think it was like, yeah, but we were like, who's messing with these catalogs still? Like that's a problem, but that's another conversation for another yeah. show. Now, Hotel California, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I realized, and maybe you can speak to this, do you have any backstory for me? Because I heard that like there's a band switch that went on when I was doing my research about when the song went on, because there's a new band member that came in. Yeah, Joe and Walsh that- was the new guitarist that came in. Like not for this song, but for this record. I'm pretty sure I read that. I'm sure somebody in the comments is going to correct me, but I'm pretty sure Joe Walsh. That's okay. when he. So, th- so did he remain a member of this mm-hmm. group, or was he... it's, okay. it's still yes? So he's part of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So did somebody leave the group, or is he just an ad? Uh, I don't remember what the guy's name was, but yes, somebody left at that time too, or before this record. Before the, uh, by by record. I, I want to clarify too. The name of the album is Hotel California, as well as the song. Right, right, right. right. So just I know you know that, but just for the wider audience. Right. So, do you think this band switch um, is um, musically like like what the difference is? Because I mean, like stylistically, are they doing stuff like this before him? No. Like that's that's an interesting question. I never really thought about that, but but right. yeah, he's he's. Um, about band switches especially if you're talking about like somebody who plays something as big as a guitar in a like country rock band right and, he, and he's not the only guitarist but like right. nobody's playing like joe walsh is like that style he's he's more of a blues-ish and and the solo that the outro solo is more blues-ish i mean it's got that influence in it for sure um, it feels funky yeah it is funky um and yeah, like songs like Take It Easy and Desperado and those the the ones that are more country-ish um are before that too. Mm-hmm. Um see so um, he may have brought a little swag to the group is what I'm saying. Because yeah. he is he, he's, he's a a cocky SOB. Like he's he's, right. he's, got, he's not he's not quite Keith I, Richards, but he's like that kind of he's got a little yeah. little something little, in it. Yeah, this record has something to it that their other records before them don't have, is what I'm saying. And I think mm-hmm. Moxie, I think Moxie is a good word. Yeah, like, Moxie is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah. Moxie and it's all over this record too. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, this is the type of shit that it's like, no, nah, like you could play that around my neighborhood too because it sounds so funky still. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you would be a fool to cut that off. Be like, oh, you don't like Hotel California? Like, no. Nah, you tripping <laughs> you know exactly. what i mean it's musically that good that it part, part of what certain. now that i think about it um now that you say that one of the other things that drives that is that the main or not the main songwriter but the songwriter of this song anyway and many of their bigger songs is don henley who was the drummer um so he's the one singing right. it too so he, he solo stuff too didn't he? he yeah he did solo stuff he did there's uh I worked at a record store. I remember. Yeah, that. like he did a really famous song with Stevie Nicks. Um, and I've lost the name of it now, but I'm um, gonna look it up while you say something else. But yes, it's, but but I th- I think his sense of rhythm and drums and stuff like that. I think that informs a lot of it because you don't see very many. You actually, let me say this a different way. You see almost none, um, almost no bands that have lead singers that are also drummers. It's a very very rare thing. Um, songwriters too? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, quite frankly, do you have anybody else other than him for us? Um, yeah. There, there's only one. Um, um, Phil Collins in Genesis, um, is oh. is one. But but that's the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head. Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we'll have to do an episode Phil Collins Genesis like that kind of because they were, um, big 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 time too. Um, they're they're one of the bands that's kind of like buried in the 1970s kind of stuff, um, mm-hmm. or not talked about in the same kind of way that they should be, along with like Steely Dan kind of band, and they were kind okay. of in that, um, in that that kind of world. But um, that's not again not the point. Hey, but but Phil Collins is the other famous drummer that I know of that was that like is the singer for the band too. Um, 
I mean, Ringo obviously sang some songs, but he was not there. There's no version of the Beatles where you would call Ringo Starr the lead singer. Obviously not. So, um, <laughs> no, but but and, and there's plenty. I don't I don't want to short sell people. There are plenty of drummers that sing. Right. Most I'm of them right. do harmony, but um, that's why I'm right too. Be the lead. Or, or or Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's another example, but he doesn't. He didn't write the songs in Nirvana when he was the main drummer. Correct. Right? Correct. So. Correct. That's, I mean, because I thought of him too, but I was like, well, those are all Kurt songs, pretty for the most part. Yeah, so. they are Kurt songs. Right. So he really was the drummer. Right. Mm -hmm. The drummer's usually just the drummer. That's what it is. Like mm -hmm. usually drum. Because that's it's very integral to the record, as in like yeah. the start of. Yeah, and, but it's also using like all four parts of your, all four of your appendages because you have to use both your feet and both your hands. Right. And people like, I can't drum. I can't really even keep a beat just like like this, right? Um, much less like be drumming with like both hands and both feet and remembering lyrics and singing. That's just. Um, oh, he's doing that. He is, yeah, yeah. Ooh. He's got one of those little. I mean, he and Phil Collins both had the little little, little things that are like. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so um, the lyrics of this record. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you what my notes were. Okay. I don't know who wrote this song. This is a Don know. Henley song. Right. 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 No. 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 That's why I'm saying. No. These are my notes. I don't know who wrote this song because I don't know the name of the person who wrote this song. <laughs> yeah. But they could be related to Stephen King because this is some top-notch writing out the shiny. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's some dark, dark stuff. Right? No, no, no. These sounds like this could be like scenes from The Shining. Mm -hmm. That's how, like that's how I took the writing, but I mean that like in a horrifyingly beautiful way too. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh man, this is deep. This is dark. This is dense. It's abstract, um, psychedelic in the musical sense, you would say. Mm-hmm. Perfect for a mid seventies rock folk like country record. Like it's perfect. About Southern California too, right? <laughs> perfect. Like that's what I mean. It's like even the time frame of it, it's like I was like, oh, they did that in seventy six too. It's like, oh, everybody got high to that shit. Now didn't mm -hmm. they? Okay. Especially <laughs> right. it, it was it was this in Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. Right. Yeah, people got this. I'm pretty certain there's a generation of people born in nineteen seventy seven. Right. Right. Um and so and I love um, the male psyche and the male ego of this song because, you know, we as men always incorporate the woman mm -hmm. into our glory and into our darkness and our gloom, mm -hmm. you know, because the most memorable part of this song that I always remember, like songwriting wise, was there she stood in the doorway. I heard the mission bell and I was thinking to myself, this, this could, could be heaven or this could be hell. Mm -hmm. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it is. And and there's <laughs> lots of bars like that in the song too. No, it's it's literally littered with those. I'm telling you, as a young man, the first time I heard the song, that's the part of the song that I remembered mm -hmm. lyrically that stayed with me. And it's a little foreshadowing from a, it's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I understand I, I I know you well enough to like go like to follow where right. you're going with but that. The, sure. but, but the but the brilliance in the writing is all right there too. I was just using that as like a moment that I remember, but it's like you said, no, 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 there's plenty of bars and bar work in here. Mm -hmm. Just like this. Like like hold on. And this is what I mean about how he contextualizes the woman. Her mind is Tiffany twisted. She got the Mercedes Benz. She I love got that so much. Pretty, pretty boys that she calls friends. Yeah. Just to just to think about it a little. Her mind is Tiffany twisted. Like it's he's talking about Tiffany's, like the, the department yeah. store one was him. Like yeah, the, it's, so it's just like messed up on rich people stuff. Like it's yeah. she's hunting that stuff. And the 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 actual lyric is she's got the Mercedes Benz, B-E-N-D-S Benz. Like, um, it's it's a pun on Mercedes Benz, like the car, right? But the Mercedes uh, the Benz being like the um the the feeling that you get when you're scuba diving or whatever and you come up and you feel like right. you're like crushed down like that so it's it's oh man it's so it's giving me chills to talk about it like it's oh i didn't know that that's, yeah. that's good stuff. I, I didn't know about it until i looked up the lyrics i I'd look that one i've known for a while but like it's okay. it's it's a good play on words one of the things they do better than any other band 
Um, one of the things I wrote on here, I want to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. They have the Eagles as a band have not, I don't say not a good reputation among like rock, like snobs or whatever. Um, they're certainly not looked at in the same echelon as the Beatles or the Stones or whatever. Um, or even like they, they don't have it. It's, it's weird to talk about street cred and talk about white people music, but like they don't have the same <laughs> kind of street cred as even like the REMs and U2s and those kind of bands. What about either. Queen? Or, um, um, Queen is what, like a whole other, what it's about, thought of as a, in a different level. What about Ozzy's band? Um, what's, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Um, two different things. Like, they're, <laughs> but, but like the respect people have for Sabbath is, I think, way different than the Eagles. I do. But why do people not respect the Eagles, especially when the drummer is singing and writing songs at the same um, time to quote? They, they definitely have like a more, I don't want to use the word redneck fan base, but like it's certainly a more working class. That's um, what it is. Just and, I, and I don't mean that like dismissively at all. Like, I, but that's just white so, people. So it, I don't think like New oh. Yorker people get it oh. in the same do way. Do white people with money not fuck with the Eagles? Is that what you're saying? That's kind of what I'm saying. Like it's, um, maybe they did then, but like, the most famous or line about, about the. This? How about this? Maybe the people that are fans of the Eagles, like their core fan base, maybe acquired their wealth after they became fans, and so they started off as maybe kind of a. I don't know. I'm funny about my white euphemisms. I try to be respectful, so I don't know which way to take it's that fine. in off the you, Andrew. It's fine. <laughs> nah, like. No, I mean that's the, I mean that's just what I thought. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard you say pretty much. It's just like bougie white people don't like fuck with the Eagles the way they fuck. No, they with don't. They don't, and they don't. And um, <laughs> the the most famous line about the Eagles in like popular culture is, do you know the Big Lebowski? The movie The Big Lebowski. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. I, I figured like you're okay. the same. Age. Okay, every, every all men our age know the Big Lebowski. Like Listen, that's just. I, a... I work for a whole company. I actually was just with the guy who helped them start their beverage company. I worked with the company. Whose sandwiches on the menu were all named after the big phrases okay, and cool. stuff? Right. That's anyway, so he, so he gets in he gets in the car he gets in a cab in the big the dude and he gets in the cab and he says and the guy's playing the Eagles on the cassette tape and he asks him to change it because he says he fucking hates the Eagles, like um, as like this stoner California guy, which um, and that's uh, and that stuck. Like it's, um, right. and like, dude, I like the Eagles. Like I, I'm not too bougie, I guess is the word <laughs> that you're using. Um, I'm, I, I like, I like, I like, but I also come <laughs> from, <laughs> hmm? how the hell they sell all these records of people like, exactly, oh. exactly, exactly. Right. They're like, people think of them or, or my impression is that a lot of people think of them as kind of a guilty pleasure kind of thing instead That's of. But they like a Nelly or like Amigos are in rap. Where yeah, it's maybe. Like, yeah. Right, they're not right. like the people don't talk about them like as lyrically complex and they don't talk about them as. Right. But but they have all of those things like they set this all of that's okay. coming back around to saying they set scenes in um, songs better than just about any band. Like on a dark desert highway, cool wind in my hair, the warm smell of Kalitas rising up through the air, up and head in the distance, saw a shimmering light. My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim, had to stop for the night. Like that's that's a scene. Those are bars. That's, that's, that's a those. scene. Like if you want to, and we talk about this in the creative writing classes that I teach all the time, like that touches all of the senses. It has smells, it has feelings, it has sights, it has it has all of the things in it. So it puts you, and and the and the music obviously mirrors that too. It's kind of a minor key riff. Actually, it is a minor key riff. It's not kind of, and so it puts you in that place. Well, writers are supposed to be descriptive. So let's go down everything you just said: dark, desert highway, cool wind, my hair, warm smell rising like mm -hmm. it's letting you know everything that's going on shimmering i saw like literally mm -hmm. like just from a literary like vocabulary level the detail the formation the explanation mm -hmm. and there's an allegorical ascension or a deconstruction of this yeah. record in terms of the writing as well that i think yeah. people are in terms of how he's progressing or digressing from scene to scene mm -hmm. depending on how you look at it 
you know. Yeah, I mean, ob- obviously, really, he's just like walking through the hotel. I mean, that's that's the very that's the very basic frame of the song, right? Um, but the the song. But is he walking through the hotel? Is it even a real hotel? I mean, like there's there's lots of right, lots right. of going on, right? Um, I think it works on both of those levels. I think it does work if you're like walking, the mirrors on the ceiling, pink champagne on ice. We're all just prisoners here of our own device, right? That's like there are. Um, I thought the mirrors on the ceiling line was like very sexual innuendo too, without question. Um, and it's it's a hotel, like. And it's right. a decadent, and it's a decadent hotel in a very right. decadent time, um, in a decadent place. It's the picture of the. Uh, they're not say they don't say it's the Beverly Hills Hotel, but the picture on the cover of the album is the Beverly Hills Hotel. Um, right. One one of the other reasons I guess that I put these two songs together is that most songs that are about California are about sunshine, free love, beautiful people, that kind of thing, right? And these two songs are not. They're both um, dark, apocalyptic kind of things. Um, Pox, like the lyrics in Pox song are not as apocalyptic as, I mean, the video obviously is like Mad Max Fury Road kind of shit, right? I mean, that's, right. Uh, but um, it's about the dark, this Hotel California specifically to me anyway, is about like the, like a dark apocalyptic side of California that the, like the siren song of like sunshine, free love, hippies, blah, 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 um, can be hypnotic and it can be deadly and it can destroy your soul too. It's not all fun and games. I use the phrase siren song on purpose because um, I think it's apropos for what he's talking about. I mean, like you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Like that's, um, that's very much the, the sirens and the Greek mythology, right? You, I assume you know the story, right? Um, so I'm I'm going to tell it very very briefly just for the people oh. who don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The 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 sirens appear lots and lots and lots of times in Greek mythology. Um, basically, oh. they are um, harpies. Essentially, they're women, or they appear as women with beautiful voices um, who um, essentially hypnotize people who hear them, and they don't ever want to leave the sound of their voice. All right, that's that's the and they live on an island like off the coast of Greece or whatever. Um, that's it. They're one of the 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 groups or the the dangers that um, Odysseus faces on the way back home from the Trojan War, and that's that's probably the most famous um, encountering of them. But there are many others as well. Um, Odysseus asks his crew because he really wants to hear the siren song or the sirens. So that he asked them to tie him to the front of his ship. Um, so he can hear them, but not get it like run away. Um, so I think in many ways, California, not just a song, but like as a metaphor, generally it calls people in a way that not many other places do. And, it calls people with the ideas that everything is beautiful and warm and be- and fair and all of those things. And, and it does have those qualities, but also there's a lot of dark shit too. I always tell people, it's like, you know, the same place where they do the Hollywood Boulevard, like where they do the Star Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. oh, you would never walk there by yourself that night. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. You know what wow. I mean? See, I didn't know that. I've never been. I've never been. I mean, the only like, only SoCal place I've ever been is Palm Springs, which is not really the same kind like, of SoCal like, as like the desert. Sunset Hollywood Boulevard, Melrose. That's like pimps, prostitutes, motherfuckers getting robbed, shot. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. That's you in Cali. Like, like people understand. It is like so. And this is what I mean. And I really feel this way about this record. You know, my overall thought is that this record is is actually a satire. Hmm. Tell me more about that. Because the, the the hook that's so infectious is actually satirical. It's tongue in cheek. Oh, it is. Yes. And I so, and so, if you actually listen to the lyrics, he's really trying to explain a place to you that you think is heaven, but if you've really been there, you would know that it's hell. Mm-hmm. That's why it starts off letting letting you know on a dark desert highway. 
See, most people don't understand how much desert is in California. A lot, a lot. I, I was surprised. I, I've been, I mean, my wife is from like just north of San Francisco. Um, and, but yeah, like when you just get past a little bit outside of that, it's all desert, rocky mountain, well, whatever. This is what I'm... Not rocky mountains, but like, you know what I mean? Well, I lived in Riverside, mm -hmm. brush fires regularly. Yeah. It's that it's there's desert area out there. And so the first the first bar of the song is letting you know this ain't all palm trees and water, motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean, where it's like, well, California is America's version of heaven. And he's telling you, no, 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 you're walking into hell. Yeah. You're not walking into heaven. You know, and that's why think about how it starts, where the warm smell of colitis, the smell of marijuana. So he's like, it's dark, it's desert, weeds in the air. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's letting he's letting you know what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's like this ain't really the place that you think it is, you know? Yeah. And all this stuff is like, listen to what he's saying. You can bring your alibis. As in, like, this is a place of sin. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest points of the song. This is uh and and I don't know. I, I go back and forth whether he's passing judgment on that. Like he's like, this is not what you should be doing, but he is saying for sure that this is it will it will hook you in and not let mm -hmm. you go like that's that's absolute i mean he says that explicitly in the last two lines you can't kill the beast tiffany, right <laughs> tiffany mercedes yep courtyards corridors mm -hmm. setting the whole scenery for you it's like oh yeah it's so lush it's so lavish it's so nice he's like no 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 <laughs> It's, it's dangerous is what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's dangerous because it looks beautiful. And I mean, it, that's, that's part of the woman's metaphor, right? Like, I mean, it's somebody who looks beautiful, who is dangerous. And that that's, I mean, that's a siren too, right? I mean, a siren is, it looks like a beautiful woman until you get up close and is not right. Is, is dangerous. So I think the, um, the last bit of the song is actually what sums it up best, where it's like, we are programmed to receive. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the, like the brilliant writing of the song is literally everywhere. It's like it's like some of the best stuff that I've, that I've seen that we've covered. Yeah, like it's, 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 on either side, like on either side. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things that I wanted to do an Eagles song, especially this one, because they are not in the wider culture recognized um as great lyricists as song great songwriters that that's not like the they they are known for the harmonies and because the harmonies are beautiful like they are they're really really good um um if you you know seven bridges road you know that song yes I do like that like with that acapella part they do at the beginning of seven bridges road that's that's the that's one of those def defining harmonies that stick in my head. Um, so that's one of the things that they're known for, but like lyricism, not really like that's not a thing they're famous for, but they're surprisingly good lyricists. Yeah. I mean, even when like this, I mean, I took this as a dream metaphor. So I called up yeah. the captain, please bring me my wine. He said, we haven't had, had that, that spirit, spirit here. 1969. That's where I was like, Oh, this shit's like the shiny. That's mm -hmm. like when Jack Nicholson's at the bar. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. But it's like, no, that's brilliant. Because that's the moment when you're watching The Shining, you know, and, and the book is way, way more eerier. Yeah. But, you know, when you're seeing the visual aid of it, you know what I mean? That's the point if you haven't read the book where you're like, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. And it should be the same thing lyrically, like musically, when he gets to that part. That's what I mean about the digression. It's like, it's like, oh, oh, you're going to like even take us through the dream sequence of the occurrence mm -hmm. of it. Like, you know what I mean? To like even explore the depths of it right. first. I don't know. That's a brilliant song, right? Yeah. And you have a bunch of scenes that could be read as positive and beautiful, like out of context, like mirrors on the ceiling, pink champagne on ice, like dark desert, like all of those images are, are beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. Tiffany twisted Mercedes Benz, like all of those things um, are beautiful, like independent of the story. Like if you took mm -hmm. them out of the story and put them somewhere else, then you would think of, Oh, that's, that's beautiful. 
Um, if you're like watching them on TV or whatever, right? Um, but, um, but the line that comes after, um, pink champagne on ice is, is what <laughs> we're all just prisoners here of our own device. Right. Um, and so, so listen, that's the power of writing though, mm -hmm. to take those things that are independently beautiful, but how you deconstruct them and, 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 and pour them into a song or into a writing format. It can yeah. totally change the frame of those images. Yep. Yeah. So you got any more notes about this one? Or I mean, I could keep going about this, but I think that's probably a good place to stop. We can move on to, because I think a lot of the things we've said about this song fit with California love too. Like what parts, since we're flipping, what parts do you feel like align about these two records? Um... I mean, beyond obviously the name of the songs, um, they are both songs that describe parties or party kind of scenes in different ways that are not all cheer cheer cheerful and roses and happiness. I mean, the beginning of Pox versus Fresh Out of Jail, right? Like it's out, out on bail. Yeah, California dreaming. As soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing the hoochie screaming, right? Fiending, money, and alcohol. Yes, that so that's that's I'm not a that's not a positive set of language to use. I mean, I, I'm not begrudging him the freedom in that line, obviously, but like you the way he describes it, the words like I mean, fresh out of jail and fiending, too. That's like that's an addicted word, too, right? That's uh. So, like, those are not positive images at all. So, it's, and obviously the video imagery of, of that song, too, is is pretty dark, too. Well, I mean, they took the Mad Max theme to make it apocalyptic. And this is what I mean. This is one of those rare moments where, if you understand, he's literally fresh out of jail. Mm -hmm. So, when he's saying these words, I mean, <clears throat> I can't. It's it is one of those you had to be there moments. It really, really is. Mm -hmm. You had to be there and to have seen everything that happened with him as an actor, as an artist, personally in court, prison mm -hmm. bids. And so to have him come back, and this was the thing about him, he always makes the tenuous sound good. And mm -hmm. you really have to listen to the words to understand that there is nothing. Because I want people want you to understand this. When you're listening to the words, you're like, this is actually dark and tenuous. Yeah. This was so yeah. celebratory when it came out. People were it's, so happy. It, sound, it sounds like a celebratory song. You listen to it, like the synth and the riff and the California knows how to party. Like that's that sounds like a celebration, but it's not. Listen to what he says. The life of a West Side player, the cowards die and the strong fall. That's the reality of being like, that's the veil that I talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. think about this. It's like, he's fresh out of jail. Think about the things that he's seeing that he's talking about in his first few words. Like, think about all yeah. the tenuous nature and all those circumstances just right there. He's bringing up the women. He's bringing up the indulgence of, like, you know, um, you know, alcoholic devices. He's literally bringing up the juxtaposition about who survives out here in California streets. In the first few bars, mm -hmm. the life of a West Side player Right. The cowards die in the strong ball. Mm -hmm. Only in Cali will we riot, not rally. Yeah, man. To that's... die in yeah. L.A., we wearing chucks, not ballads. And now he's letting you know we're not New York at all. Yep. In L.A., we wearing chucks, not ballads. And then Dre comes in. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the tenuous the wild, nature, wild west, right? And the bitch, yeah. The the, <laughs> the the tenuous nature and the vitriol is strong. Yeah, it's it's angry. Not I don't want to be like angry black man or whatever, but like the, like there there is that undercurrent I, in there. Fury. Yeah. See, I don't even know if anger's word. He's furious about a lot of things. Yeah, and he should be like. Yeah, like he feels like he's been wrongly convicted, mm -hmm. literally. Castigated in the media. Yeah. He feels like they're literally rappers who were sitting in his spot 
that would not be sitting there had he not been in prison. Right. Also probably true. <laughs> He's right about all these things. <laughs> yeah. And so when people are like, why is he so angry? I'm like, oh, no, he's not angry. He's furious. It's like it's past. Like, like anger is what happens like when you like stub your toe when you step mm -hmm. on the wrong part of the step. Like that makes you angry and hurts. Like, no, no, no. He's been in prison for something that most people now recounting the story <clears throat> say he didn't do. Mm -hmm. That alone will leave a black man who is not even 25 years old yet furious. I think yeah. people keep forgetting that. It's not like he was getting out of jail at 35. He wasn't yeah. even 25. When he got out of jail, mm. he's just Man. just got done being in Rikers Island prison. So it's like you, the fury and the vitriol and the tenuous nature is all over the record, and everybody's cheering. Mm. As a grown man, and that too is one of the more fascinating juxtapositions because I was one of those people that was celebrating. Because I'll tell you what, so much was he beloved. I can remember the first time that I saw the video. I was on West Boulevard and Boulevard home. In Boulevard Homes at my friend Tremaine's house, mm. and he was literally practicing the dance as soon as the video came on. Wow! Like that's how big Tupac was to us. Mm -hmm. Like my man saw the video one time and was already working on the dance moves. Wow! Like Pac's home, who? Like it was a thing, okay. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a big, big thing, and so this record is. This this record, as much as like any hip hop record, it's like, oh, if you were there that summer, if you came home and you were a fan. There haven't been too many like. There haven't been, I mean, I think the only bigger summertime hip hop song, in my opinion, is Summertime. Oh, wow. Right. As far as like a summertime anthem that got released mm -hmm. in the summertime, mm -hmm. it goes summertime, California love. Wow. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'd have to think. When did Fight the Power get released? Fight the Power might have been summer. So if know. it's fight, right? I think if Fight the Power got released in the summer, it's fight this. You know, Fight the Power summertime, California love, but that like, like all time, all time mm -hmm. summer anthem. And this is what I'm saying, mostly about the man. Nothing about like think about this. When is something that, like Dr. Dre's an afterthought on this record? Yeah. Roger Roger Troutman samples afterthought on this record mad max theme spending millions on afterthought that's how big tupac was like no 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 you guys you guys you guys are side hands your stage hands tupac's mm -hmm. home you get what i'm saying you're that's setting them up yeah right you're just set up guys <clears throat> this song also too allegedly created some of the riff and it forged dr dre leaving because california love was dr dre's song oh okay right when Tupac came on, it was all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. So Suge was pretty much like, what you got that's good, we give to Pac because he's been gone. Okay. And I think Dr. Dre is the only one that took issue with that because it was an all hands on deck situation, but okay. mostly about this record because this was supposed to be the lead off single for him. Okay, and I'll tell you this, and this record is dope. It's fucking. It's one of the best records ever. Uh, uh the song is not the same without Tupac on it. No, so absolutely Shug not. Suge might be wrong for how he's handled some of his business and some of his tactics, but this record is not the same without Tupac on it. No, he this, 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 this needs record. it. No, no. If if it had if it had Dre doing both the verses, I mean Dre's verse is good too. Like that's one an iconic verse too. But like it, it's not the same song. And without putting. Snoop Dogg or Ice Cube on the second verse, and that be and it better be some of their best shit. Yeah, because because Pac's rapping out of prison was his best rapping, like the stuff mm -hmm. that's all on all, all eyes on me, book one in particular. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is his best stuff, and so that's what I mean. Is it's like, oh no, 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 that's Tupac on his A game. So there's like, not many better. No, period. Like in Ice Cube at that point, I don't think was a better rapper, and neither was Snoop. And so that's what I mean. Is it's like, no, no, no. Suge wasn't right for Maybe he did a lot of things, but he's right about making sure Pop got that record. That record ain't the same with two Dr. Dre verses. It's not the same with Snoop on it, even in my opinion, because I don't think that Snoop can rap over anything because he's super gifted. But right. the bounce and the energy to that record is made for somebody like with Tupac's energy. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. So the record's yeah. not like the, the same songs that I hear in my head for like Snoop doing are more like smooth. 
um riding the beat kind of songs and this is this can i use the word attacking is that is that a good word for like what he's do, attacking the beat is that am yes. i saying that yeah that's okay. pop no that's yeah. what i mean pop is Pac is emotional and, and impassioned and, and on to the next two. He has a notorious studio work ethic. So he's mm-hmm. trying to get it, bang it out as hard as he can into the next one. You mm-hmm. know, like there's stories about how he used to tell dudes, like, you need to have your fucking verse done. Like by the time I get done writing mine, record the shit and be done, or I'm going to come take your next verse and you're not going to be on the song. Wow. So the level of aggression and energy is not just like a, a, a ferocity that comes from um, this man is impassioned like this naturally. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. He's special. Like he's passionate naturally like this. That's what I mean. So think about a man that's like this uh, impassioned like this. And then think about everything that he's been through. And that's who you're getting. He was yeah. already a force of nature, like without all of these um um, like like highly ad- ad- adverse circumstances. Right. Occurring. And now he's turned right. up to 11. Yeah. Right. He was already on 10. So now we have 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when people are like, why Pac's so mad? It's like, did you just like, you're, you know, this is a guy whose first single was Brenda's Got a Baby. So yeah. he's a very passionate guy about the things that he's seen. How many rappers start off with like, Brenda's Got a Baby? Like you're mm. literally talking about a pregnant mother throwing a baby away in her trash can as a first single. That's yeah. That's somebody with passion. That's somebody with guts. You know what I mean? So he's mm. this guy. And so now you have him on 15. And so they're giving him music like this for him to get all of this out too. And this is, you know, this is the first single. This is the jump off. And they made it as such. They made it apocalyptic. I'm pretty certain mm. Tupac didn't come up with the Mad Max thing. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. You typically didn't do stuff like that video live. Yeah. Right. Like it's But he was home. It was a whole show. Yeah. I I, I can say from like my side of the world that this and Gangsta's Paradise are probably the two biggest crossover ones like in, in my memory from like high school ish years. I mean, there are other obviously huge songs, but like those are the two that, that like everybody, everybody knew. Like, I mean, there are others, too. Miss Jackson was. I mean, like, there are others. But, like, th- those two, California Love and Gangsta's Paradise, are the two that, that, that like, were just, like, worldwide phenomenons okay. independent of hip-hop or independent of whatever. Like, they were and, – and they have similar characteristics. I mean, they have people on top of their game. They have sing-along hooks. They have – like, they, they have a lot of those things that – that go along with crossover hits, but you, they also have right. MCs at the top of their game too. Right. Well, here's what I mean too. And this is what part of what makes it special. Like, you know, death row and Dre, that's a Southern cow thing. People have to understand like hip hop and no cow, like where, you, where your wife is from. Right. And so cow. Oh, there's two different worlds. Like right. no cow. That's the different that's worlds, four. period. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people Northern California and Southern California or or North Carolina and South Carolina are more like the Northern California. Oh, yeah. and Southern California. There needs to be a Northern South. You could have a Carolina and you definitely need a Northern California and Southern California separation. Mm-hmm. There might even need to be a Central California if you really want to. There are. I mean, they they, t- they talk about it as Northern, North Northern California, like Central Valley, essentially. And yeah. yeah, Central Valley yeah. Plains, mountain, like everything in between, wine country right there, no castle, because that's how it runs. It's like you're literally like in palm trees and shade, and then you run into like this hilly, like, like, and you're like, what are you doing here? Making wine and milk and cheese, and it's like farms and wineries. Mm-hmm. And then you get out of it, and it's like, before you know it, you're like in Sacramento or some shit, and you're like, what the fuck? Where are all these You're in the middle from? of the desert again, essentially, yeah. Right, no, 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 in Sacramento, <laughs> then it's like, where, where are the trees again? Then you get to where your wife is, and you're like, we're in the fucking desert again. It's like, did we just, go, are we in the same state? Yeah, yeah. You lose your mind, and so like, it's different. E-40 and short of the bay. Mm-hmm. Right. Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy E, that's SoCal. These are different sounds and different styles. Mm-hmm. Here's what's special about Tupac. Tupac started with Digital Underground. That's no cow. That's open. Right. But when he's going down and joining Death Row, it's like, oh, well, this is the first guy that really done had it like on lock, on lock. On both ends, yep. On both ends. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody up in no cow, no pop, respect pop, love pop. A lot of people from no cow are on All Eyes on Me. Matt Dre, E40. So he bought the bay with him, 
Pac's origins are not SoCal, they're NoCal. He started with Digital Underground. Same old mm. song was his first verse. That's birth. cool. Right, he was a backup dancer for Digital Underground. He's in the Humpty Dance video, Andrew. For real? I didn't know that. He's, one of the, he's a backup dancer in the Humpty Dance video. <laughs> learn right. something. Uh, I'll, 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 this is one of my favorite parts about the, doing this is because I learn shit like this. Like this is this is super. Yeah. Like that's that's cool. Like the, there's so many pieces that fit together when you start talking about all these people. Let me tell you how popular he was early on. My cousin, the painter, eight mm-hmm. years older, the one who eight years older than me who put me on the hip hop, mm-hmm. used to be practicing Tupac's dance moves. To do the Humpty right. Right. This is how, like, so when I mean he had a problem, it's like, oh, no, no, that's the nigga from Digital Underground that can dance. It's like, oh, he raps too? It's like he acts? It's like... Mm. He's a very uh, talented human being, for sure. Right. It's like, oh, well, you know, and then, yeah. And so, like, all that effect. And so, this California love thing, that's why I mean Suge's not wrong. He's like, oh, no, 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 this is perfect for pop. Because Pop got that Northern California love. Mm-hmm. Like, they fuck with him tough. He spent more time in the Bay than he really mm-hmm. did in L.A. outside of, like, I think, doing, like, Above the Rim. Yes, I, I mean, that's like Oakland, Berkeley, Panthers. Like, the, I mean, all that stuff is is Berkeley, Oakland. That's, yeah. that, that's why if you listen, listen to what he says. Let me serenade the streets of L.A. But then what does he say? From Oakland to Sac Town, the Bay Area. How he went, he shouted out his because he knows where home is for him. See, he just said LA. All real three quick. of those places are northern before right. he goes goes back he, down, right? Like right. it's said, let me serenade the sweet self. Let me get y'all straight. But my home is Oakland to Sac Town, the Bay Area. And now back down. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he's even letting you know even where he's from in Cali on his verse. You just gotta know. Yeah history so he's actually more of a no-cal guy than a so-cal guy the northern cali northern cali guys took pocket long before death row yeah it, it's a, a funny sidebar there that um dre's the one that says frisco in the sign and people in san francisco do hate the name frisco they don't like it, them calling the city frisco they don't want to call it san francisco and, and and he's not the one who says it dre's the one who says it um, i didn't know well yeah it's it's, it's a it's not like a but ang- they're not like angry, angry about it. But like, it's it's not considered a polite thing to do, for sure. So, and, and I don't think Dre did, is doing it like as an insult on purpose. It's just, um, it's just it, 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 he's he's doing it because it fits with the rhythm of the song, honestly. But like, it's, um, but it's not a thing that somebody from the Bay Area would say, right? No, right. It's that that would be a a pigeon. Yeah. Right. And not a bird, people. There's a thing called a yes. pigeon. I, I'm, yeah, ex- explain to the people what you mean. Like, I know what you mean, but like, it's. I mean, a pigeon. It's funny. You're the teacher. I'm explaining what a pigeon is. Okay. Uh, the best way I could describe <laughs> a pigeon uh, for those that are following is, is that if you're familiar with Geechee or Creole, mm-hmm. those are considered to be pigeons. It's a succinct dialect that's used in a region yeah. where the people understand it, and maybe people outside of the region don't understand the legal. And NoCal has a lot of pigeons. Yeah, they do. Like, like there's Oakland lingo. There, there's, there's, there's yeah. just Bay or Yay area lingo. There's San Francisco lingo, yep. and so that's what a pigeon is. It's just a glorified term for like a vernacular that's used by a specific set of people in a specific yeah. area. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful definition. That's better than I could have said it. So big on pigeons, not the birds. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts about the show is when we start talking about the similarities between songs like this like like i said earlier the idea to pair these songs together came from the titles basically Mm -hmm. um but then we like dig into the lyrics and dig into the things and they're actually a whole lot more alike Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot more layers of like because i'll I'll tell you this like on my playlist where i was pairing this stuff up because i'll i'll put pick well, so I, I, then I listen to like, if you say let's do California Love or let's do, you know, wh- whichever songs, then I like have that one. Then I put like my initial reaction, and but then I'll put like three or four or five other songs after it, just yeah. kind of hear like how they fit. And as you well know, like in in, in the wider world, there's a billion songs about California, like um, California Dreaming, especially like to think about with this one because. Pac even like uses that phrase 
Um, there's a song. Yeah, California Dream is a song by the Mamas and Papas from the 60s. Um, I mean, Zeppelin has a song called Going to California. Um, Joni Mitchell has a song called California off the same album as um, as the Case of You. Case of um, you. It's, um, there's tons and tons. I remember tons. that record, her California record, though. It was amazing, but I don't think it fits as well with California Love as as Hotel California does. No, this was a song that's excellent. Pick. Um, but so so I was listening, and, and I mean Hotel California obviously is is the is the choice because they're both. All the other ones talk about, generally speaking, talk about California as this mecca, like as this beautiful place to go to that we're leaving our homes and coming to California, which is how California became a thing in the United States anyway, people leaving their homes and going out west for the gold rush, initially, anyway. But um, obviously there are people there living and there are Spanish settlers, and we're not. that's not really the point of the show. Um, but in music, generally, California is represented as like a, a beautiful um kind of place and these songs hit both sides of it like they, they do talk about how beautiful it is and they do talk about the lovely stuff there but also the stuff that's darker um and because and there's plenty of songs obviously that are about california that are all dark too like welcome to the jungle by guns and roses for example is about hmm. uh, is a darker song about california that's dark i didn't right? know that, that i didn't know that was a song about that's, that's an la song too yeah um okay. when um axel roses from this is not the point of this episode sorry axel roses from indiana so this is this is when he is this sort of about when he goes out there to la and is all the all the crap that they get into anyway we'll, we'll, we'll have to do another one on guns and roses because that's another one of those huge iconic bands and so that's a rose is pretty big. But, but there are plenty of other hip hop songs that are much darker about California too. So um Well, you know, see that's the thing, especially in hip hop, it's like, well, artists who aren't from California rarely talk about California. Only well, the two, two biggest ones are obviously LL Cool J and Notorious B.I.G. going mm-hmm. back to Cali, right. the original remake. But outside of that, you really don't um find artists not from California mm-hmm. in hip hop dedicating songs to California and I'll tell you why California is very like California rap artists don't need anybody else to survive no. they just need California right you know and so there are a ton of artists who literally can make just music even for the section of California that they're in whether it's no cow mm-hmm. or SoCal and be totally fine and so that that pigeon type of mm-hmm. feeling yeah, keeps everybody from doing that too because also too Cali's the type of dangerous place sometimes for blacks because of gang life and gang culture right. but you be mindful what you say when you're talking about Cali like Cali's yeah. one of them places where you can't just be talking about Cali and then pulling up in Cali like and not knowing what your rules are you know right. not that kind of place you're gonna end up I mean I hate to say it <clears throat> There are two rappers that have been murdered in L.A. in the last couple of years, you know? Mm, yeah. Recently happened at a very famous spot. Out, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. This is a, you got to know your B's and C's and you got to know your P's and Q's. Like all four of them. Yeah. And so, you know, you're not going to see as many California hip hop records from non-California people. Just right. about that. Now you have somebody like YG who's from Compton. Oh, he reps Compton all day and it's all straight Cali talk. But you can mm-hmm. do that when you're from Cali. You're not from Cali right. in hip hop? You got to be mindful of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to be a homage record. That's why, like, going back to Cali are homage records. Right. And right. Welcome to the Jungle is too. I, I think those two actually would go together really well. I mean, going back to Cali oh, and, back. and Welcome to the Jungle. Going back. I thought we did going back to Cali. We hadn't done it going back to Cali, no. No, I guess my problem would be which going back to Cali. Because I happen to like LL Cool J's going back to Cali. Mm. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's both of those are perspectives on California that are from people who are not from there. Well, time wise, too, mm-hmm. falls closer in line with Axl Rose, too. 
Yeah, the, the, well, that that record was 1987. So going back to Cali, by it was like 1989. So that that'd be perfect. We we might have to to dial that one up for um one of the next few. No, I'm with I'm with that. See, this is one. See, this is part of what I enjoy about doing this with you too. Is it's just like the the stuff that we come up with is some of mm -hmm. the most fun stuff to me. Is it's like the pairings, and then the pairings unfold, and it's like oh, you know, I don't know about you. I get confirmation every time that we do this, that we're doing the right thing because mm -hmm. it always finds a way to make sense. And that's the beautiful thing about music. It's supposed to bring people together. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. So I love it when, when, when we have like moments like this where we like take these fabrics from different cloths of life and like, you know, make a quilt. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm glad it worked out well. This is about to cut itself off, so we're. Well, yeah, I mean, it usually does when we do it because you know, yeah. like the music does it because the music's there. So yeah, it's it. just just kind of ride along with it, and right. Just you get you some rest, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, I appreciate you. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, it was. This one was fun. I knew it would be too. I had a good yeah. feeling. They're they're, they're two fun songs. Yeah, they are. They're two fun songs at the end of the day for all the you know tenuous nature and circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's still they're still about parties, right? At, at they're the still the yeah, they're still dope ass party records. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> like all even right, for man. all the breakdown we just did, it's like at the end of the day, dope party records. Yeah. Yep. The end. Yeah. The yeah. end. All, all right, right man. man. Take care. You too.